0: breaking it down with Frank McKay this is 1039 Li news radio I'd like to welcome everyone to ransom notes Frank McKay here so much more importantly our host each and every week is the subject of a documentary and soon you will be able to see that documentary on TV as well and uh, and we'll give you all those details as they uh, unfold and she is uh, also. Has been uh, the subject of an extended radio series, and and before she was host of her own podcast and radio show, and she's the author of the book Ransom Notes, and it's become her brand, which is wonderful, which is a wonderful brand, and she's made something, Ransom Notes, something that sounds scary, something very enjoyable, (laughs) funny. And Encouraging Ransom Notes is our uh, is our show, and you can hear us on 124 different outlets around the country, maybe more by now. But, Catherine Ransom, how are you?
1: I'm just fine, Frank, this morning. It's uh, uh, sort of March weather here in Illinois, uh, 27 degrees this morning when I got up which is chilly. I'm ready for real spring, but we'll take whatever the Lord gives us. But it was fun. This weekend, I made a vicarious trip to your neck of the woods, to New York City. I went to Live at the Met at our local theater, and I pretended that I was in New York City, wishing that I were in the auditorium there at the Met. But we watched a a wonderful performance of Don Carlos uh, in live at the movies, which is you just forget how spectacular technology has become today that they can instantaneously let us see what's and hear what's happening right there in your wonderful uh, performing hall, the Met, uh, in uh, one of our great cities of the United States. And by the same token, I suppose we could say we should be blessed as well as saddened that same technology is sharing with us the crazy things that are happening in Ukraine right now, or sad things. I guess would be a better word. I apologize for crazy. Um, that it is amazing what technology can do. It brings the sadness so close to us. And you just returned from that trip, and I think you said you were beginning to recover from uh, the time lapse. But uh, any last words you'd like to say about? your experience as you reminisce over several days in that part of the world
0: well yeah i yes i, I appreciate the uh, you asking um yeah i i feel i you know like i'm i'm recovering from the jet lag but i still have a little um uh, you know downer about it it was the saddest trip I ever had. And, and, uh, you know, someone had said to me, did you have fun over there? And I, I was like, no, you know, it wasn't you know, like, there was nothing fun about it. It was, uh, it was enlightening. It was, um, <clears throat> it was something that I'm glad I did. And I would, I would do again under the right circumstances, but, um, but no, it, it wasn't what I would consider a uh, fun, very fulfilling, I think, and, uh, disturbing at the same time. But, um, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna watch it on TV like uh, like the rest of everyone else. But I've, I think I've changed, and and with the Lord's help, I uh, I, I have a of uh, a new perspective on uh, on humanity, and I'm uh, and I'm just hopeful, and I pray every night for these folks, and every day for these folks, my whole family is as well, and I know you are too, Catherine well we uh,
1: we and we certainly encourage uh, all of our listeners to uh, keep them in our thoughts and prayers and perhaps uh, i know there are some of the people that are coming here to from uh, ukraine to the united states and if they're in your particular area i hope they will uh, welcome them and take care of them and love them and, and be uh, considerate of their tears and their sorrow because I I sometimes wake up at night and I think, what would it be like if I heard instead of the wind blowing my windows and waking me up, it was a, a bomb within a mile that I hear. I just can't imagine that. But I read this morning on the Internet an, an interesting headline from the Denver airport. Now, I know you know where the Denver Airport is. is They are announcing the addition of Matilda, the llama, to its safety inspection team. (laughs) Can you imagine something like that?
0: No. Uh, A llama, I I mean, I've heard of like drug sniffing dogs and bomb sniffing dogs, but not llamas. Well, and, that's the, and it,
1: it, this article continued that same way. It said, llamas are extremely social animals, can learn tasks after repetition, and these gentle giants, as the author of the piece did, because I downloaded it, so I've got it here, their noses, the llamas, not the author of the article, the noses of the llama are six times more powerful than of a puppy dog's nose. Wow. Wow. But and they conclude that Matilda will be a fantastic new addition to their sniffer team. I thought oh, sniffer team, ho ho ho. <laughs> and this is what the Denver International uh, Airport announced. Uh, I guess yesterday, probably probably wasn't yesterday because it would probably been during maybe Thursday or Friday of last week, and uh, that she is in training right now and that she will join the, the matilda she'll join the canines and she will be assigned to the luggage check area i assume on may 12th i assume that that's because they hope that would it be to sniff out uh, i don't suppose tangerines it's more likely to s- <laughs> sniff out uh, drugs do you suppose
0: yeah drugs or bombs or uh you know th- it has to be one of those two yeah they're not they're not uh going to this extent and they're not bringing matilda to uh to look for citrus fruit there's, there's no you're, uh, you're right about that i sort of was
1: teasing yeah, about that yeah. but but <laughs> <clears throat> then they have one final Uh, reminder to those of us who might be going to the Denver airport they say that Matilda is a working animal and should not be approached nor petted and I'm sure that lots of children arriving there that would be the first thing that they would want to do is to pet this cute little animal now think Frank what date is almost here if this is March 28 what is almost here April first, right? April Fool's Day. Aha! Uh-huh. Now, just stop for a second. Do you suppose this news report is really true? Go ahead. This one?
0: Oh, the uh, oh, the, the llama. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, I I mean, yeah, maybe it is part of a April Fool's joke. You know, what I think this is something that would be more widely spread out if it was true, you know? But I, I didn't, I didn't second guess it while you were saying it. I just took it as, as fact that this is, you know, that, that a llama. You know, why wouldn't they be uh, more, uh, you know, six times more powerful uh, as far as their odor um, sensing or their uh, their the sensory perception with their noses than a dog that sounds like something that would be true but yeah would we have heard more about this oh i just took it as a fact would we have heard more about this if it was a,
1: an actual act? i yeah. i think we would have seen on the tv pictures of the llama with a police person with it <laughs> on a on a leash i suppose and then when i really looked really looked at the piece that appeared on my computer. The date was one year earlier. Uh, <laughs> so I am confident, Frank, that it is only a April Fool's joke. Okay. And we've probably all been fooled by jokes. But you know me. Sometimes we, as people, are fooled by somebody else. And we really are fooled. And that guy is called the devil. Yeah, right. And... And we sort of he has he has been referred to as the great deceiver. I know we used to say uh, there was a phrase around our home when I was growing up in a variety of spots in the world. The devil made me do it. Did you ever hear that little phrase when you were growing up? Absolutely. When you did,
0: Absolutely. yeah.
1: When you did something dumb, well, the devil made me do it. It wasn't my brain. And and then I got to thinking, who who else has been fooled? And the very first couple that were on our planet and his name was Adam and he had a friend called Eve and they were deceived by that guy and got thrown out of probably one of the most beautiful gardens there'll ever be because they didn't really think and listen and wanted to do their own thing. And then I thought about the fact that uh, Jesus took a little trip when he was on earth, and somebody came to visit him. Jesus went into the desert to do a little rest and prayer and preparation for starting out on his journey to share with the world um, what, he would, what he had come to do and what his father had sent him to do. And Satan tempted him three times. And fortunately, Jesus did not do what Adam and Eve did, but he withstood him. And that has to be sort of, I have a sneaky feeling almost every one of our listeners at some time have, directly or indirectly, let our actions and our self-wants and the devil making me do it have done things that were not right in the eyes of the Lord. And I was thinking of sort of some ordinary kind of things. And I wrote a sentence, you can work, exercise, join clubs, nap, or go shopping until you drop. And then when exhausted, you find that joining worship or reading scripture or having fellowship with other Christians is just not possible because you are too tired. And that's in a way sort of being fooled like the story about our Lama. Yes, the doctor says you should be healthful, healthy. Yes, I need to go get food. Yes, I need to have enjoyment time and time to relax. But I must put at the top of my ladder of things to do. i got to worship the Lord. I've got to remember to pray. I've got to remember to say thank you. I was hurrying to eat my sandwich just now to be here, make sure I was ready to be recorded and, sh- and visit with you in such a wonderful way. And I enjoy that so much that when I sat down to eat my sandwich and my tangerine, that's when I almost forgot to say, Lord, I'm thankful for this food and for a nice warm place in which to eat it and for the strength that it gives me so that perhaps today, Lord, you will help my remarks be helpful and encouraging to our listening audience. It's so easy to just get hurried and forget, don't you think?
0: Yeah, no question about it. I mean, you you, you touched on uh, on the idea that the devil made me do it. There's also a, an expression that the devil devil's greatest trick is to convince people that he doesn't exist, and that uh, that is something that I've heard in different ways, and I'm paraphrasing maybe, but uh, it's uh, it, it's so true because if if, uh, if you can be convinced that evil doesn't exist, and at the same time, it's, it's not too far a stretch to, uh, to be convinced that the Lord doesn't exist. And if the Lord doesn't exist, then what, what does anything really matter? Right. I mean, it's just it's kind of like we're all every man and woman child for themselves and and society doesn't matter. And, you know, what we're seeing in the Ukraine, you know, with the, uh, you know, just take over. You know, you're a big country. Take over a little country. It's it's fine. Nobody's watching and nobody cares if you can get away with it. Get away with it. And, it, you know, and that's that's something. And and right in in Genesis, you know, Genesis is known as the beginning. Right. In Genesis, uh, we're taught about the devil and we're taught about evil, and and Adam and Eve and temptation. And I think you're so uh, you're so right on when you say that it's uh, it, we come up with excuses to to not exercise and to to not do healthy things, and uh, and when we give in to uh, being, I don't know, lazy is the right word, but uh, you know, we we comply with our our weaker side. Uh, in a sense, that's giving into temptation, and it's uh, it's doing what Adam and Eve uh, did in Genesis, and uh, and and that's uh, that's giving into evil, giving into the devil, and uh, and uh, to me, uh, quite frankly, uh, it's so easy to forget to thank the Lord. You know, when I, I and and uh, again, I'll admit, I, I forget to thank the Lord many times. You know, where where I didn't forget to thank the Lord all the time was when I, when I oh, I bet in the Ukraine and, you know, and, and a place got bombed seven and a half hours after, or less than seven and a half hours after I was there. You don't think I, I forgot to thank the Lord then. Right. That's, uh, but that's not the trick. It's not to, it, the, it's real easy to thank the Lord when you, when you're nervous, when you're scared, when you're vulnerable, but when things are going great and things are going uh, wonderful um yeah, that's the time we gotta stop and say, Hey, it's going wonderful because there's a higher power here. And and uh let us thank the Lord and let's thank Christ for uh for what they do for us each and every
1: day. I think that we also are sort of tricked by the by Satan he as he gets in our brain with things that are even in I, I, I used the, the piece about um forgetting to say thanks for my food but i i, I think about christians and people if, if we're at church sometimes it takes courage to go up and say hello to a, a newcomer a new face at church and the and i think sometimes satan hops in my little head and says oh kathy you don't know that person and yet it, and sunday there was a gentleman that had been sitting alone, and in, in I, I sort of move around the service before it starts uh, chatting with people, but there was a guy sitting there. I didn't know who he was, all alone, and I thought, you know, you should go up there and talk to him, and then I didn't, and uh, church is over, and I notice that he is, he sort of gets up and sort of looks around, and he starts out the door, and I'm too far away to to just get right close to him, and... He, again, goes toward the outdoor steps, and he turns around and sort of looks, and it's something made me just go over and quickly tap him on the shoulder because I couldn't say, hey, John, because I didn't know what his name was, and just say, I'm so glad you were here this morning. I hope that you found the worship service helpful. I don't know that it was his first time. I don't know that he was looking for someone to say something, but I know I've heard lots of people say, oh, I went to that church and nobody even noticed that I was there. In fact, they might say, I even went three times or two or whatever. And so I decided not to go back. We forget those of us who are Christ followers that we sometimes have to get out of our comfort zone and go and Talk to somebody. I have a friend who is in prison who made a big mistake. I don't even excuse his mistake. But I have to get out of my comfort zone and call him occasionally or answer the phone when he calls through the prison system. And no one else in our class feels comfortable in doing that to this man. We 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 I think sometimes being a Christian is more than smiling at our friends, putting on our go to church clothes. I would have used to say putting on our best bib and tucker, but somehow we <laughs> down dress a bit, which is fine. I don't have I, I dress more casually too, but we go and we walk in and we sit down and we listen attentively and we participate in the service and we walk out. We forget that. I have to take the Lord with me out and meet people. I have to say hello to someone I don't know. I have to invite someone that's not there. I have to perhaps send some money to relief to help some of the people in Ukraine or in our own backyard that need help. Being a Christian, it's very difficult for to let the Lord pardon me, to let Satan, the devil, take all our courage away to reach out so anyway that's my story about the llama but i love i love the 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 joke that was played on me because i like good jokes yeah you you do
0: and and again look at what you got out of that joke and that's what the lord that's one of the gifts the lord gave you is to is to be able to take and I say it all the time. I take a little acorn and, and build it into an oak within minutes. And, and hopefully people are listening and they'll, they'll do the same thing. And sometimes jokes are more severe or, sub, or, or less funny than that one. But at the same time, what you're doing is you're taking something that was meant to be playful and, and, you, and you really got something very meaningful out of it. I, I appreciate that
1: very much. I had a friend who read I, I shared this this story with the people I send ransom notes out to uh, each Sunday. And anybody that wants to get my weekly <laughs> ransom notes, all they have to do is email me at k a ransom, r-a-n-s-o-m at aol.com and request that I send them my weekly ransom note which overlaps a bit sometimes with this but anyway a friend had read about my llama story and she wrote back she said i don't think llamas can be house trained i'd hate to follow one around in the airport (laughs) so maybe our uh, animal lovers or veterinarians can tell us if llamas are can be house trained i don't know i haven't looked that one up do you remember? Put your historical t- uh, learning cap on, and I know you're really bright, Frank. What what marvelous once-in-a-lifetime event happened back? You got to really go back. I think it's about fifty-three years or so. What happened in July of nineteen sixty-nine that some of us experienced, but really probably had forgotten? Well, I
0: I have I have an advantage. In this, because I've I've done shows on the year nineteen sixty nine, and because it was such a breakthrough year, and if you think of all of these things that happened in different parts of culture and and, and science and education, I, I'll just give you a quick quick little list: um, Woodstock the the famous uh uh, the the concert that happened and everyone thinks of hippies and 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 uh, anti-war movement and all that happened in in 1969 in august um a terrible thing the the manson murders and we won't go into that that's very dark oh yeah and that was like the end that ended the the peacefulness of the uh, of that same movement. Uh, one that people don't talk about all that often is is Sesame Street. Sesame Street revolutionized uh, TV and education in a way, and and that happened uh, a little later in 1969. But the big moment in '69 and uh, it was the moon landing, and that was in '69. Ah. And so I know I have a little uh, I have a little. Uh, uh, crib note almost mental crib note on 1969 because i've talked about it quite a bit but the the moon landing which was uh, you know it changed forever if you could put a man on the moon but we can't cure the common cold or we can't do this everything became
1: about putting a man on the moon Uh, did did you did you ever have an opportunity to interview either neil Armstrong or buzz Aldrin, who were uh, on that uh, landing I, I I didn't. Uh, I almost
0: got uh, Buzz Armstrong. I, I mean, uh, uh, Buzz Aldrin. Um, but there was a uh, th- there was a joke. There's a joke that that goes along with uh, um, radio interviewing and TV interviewing, and it said that you know there's you know that uh, our our biggest nightmare is to is to be sitting there with now he's the late Neil Armstrong sitting there getting the opportunity to speak to Neil Armstrong and 1 minute before you go on he turns to you and says oh and please no questions about the moon and uh <laughs> oh my glory <laughs> you know, like, what else would you talk to neil armstrong about you know other than the moon i don't know i don't know <clears throat> that's a famous joke about it but no i i haven't uh, i've i've spoken to a lot of astronauts but uh but never never one of those two great men
1: one of the less probably well known things that happened on that particular uh, e- uh event that day in July is that uh Buzz Alden apparently was quite religious had wanted to do something that might recognize and celebrate this new venture and it, into uh, new parts of God's world and so he had with him a real small little package, enclosed in his luggage. As he is just ready to, they're ready to open up the lunar lander. I guess that's probably the the vessel, the vehicle to 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 get out onto the moon. Uh, as they're just ready to do that, he calls into headquarters, which would be back in the states, a couple miles away or more. Uh, I'm not teasing, obviously. Uh, And he said, I'd like a few moments of silence, please. And so they did not communicate for a moment. And he read aloud the scripture from John. uh, 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 Did your brain ever just go blank? John 15, 5. He read a scripture from John 15, 5, which I'll read in a minute or two, and got this little package out. And what it really was was a bit of grape juice and the bread that we use in the Lord's Supper. He wanted to have a Lord's Supper and a remembrance of the Lord just before he started the new venture into a new part of, of God's world that we really hadn't been on well they were the first guys that went there and so he stopped and he prayed and they didn't talk about uh the landing or anything as he read this passage as he's ready to take of the grape juice and the i am the vine being christ speaking and my father is the gardener i am the vine you are the branches if you remain in me and I and you, you will bear fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. What a verse to read just before you're ready to step off into this unknown planet, this unknown object, I guess you don't call it a planet, this unknown piece of creation. I'm not I'm not scientific, Frank, and if I'm using non-scientific terms, I hope the audience will be me. forgiving of me. <clears throat> and he has this moment of silence what a testimony and i had forgotten or whatever but recently it was brought to my attention that uh i'd forgotten that the, the moon has one six has only one sixth of the gravity that we have so this thing you you know he had to just sort of bounce around you even wonder how he kept the the juice the juice in the little cup that he was into which he was pouring it but he did say it swirled nicely which is sort of an interesting uh comment, <laughs> comment down there there was one other thing that uh and i certainly appreciated that he had this time of of memory about the lord and and so forth but there was one other little piece that said that that i had never heard <clears throat> that apparently after the the uh, uh a spaceship landed that they did nothing for one hour that the staff had decided that the crew needed to sort of rest before they started on the next phase of their uh, adventure. And I thought, how true it is for people today, at least in American society, we rush, 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 we rush in the morning and dash around and brush our teeth and grab uh, a piece of toast and dash out and get into the traffic around the bus and get to work and dash in and work eight hours or seven hours or whatever and dash home and maybe it's an hour ride on the bus and we dash in and hope that supper is ready and we dash dash maybe to the boy scout or a baseball team uh, game so that you can watch your son get beaten up or win depending on whether they're on the winning team or the bad team, the, the losing team, not bad team, the losing team. And sometimes, Frank, we need to take 27 deep breaths, breathing in, praying as we breathe, thanking the Lord, and restoring our batteries, which is sort of interesting because just before you called, and we're talking over my phone, I noticed that I didn't have much battery charge. And so right now, (laughs) which fits this piece of talk, I just thought about it. My phone is charging as we talk. We are so busy, we can't even remember to charge our phones, let ourselves. And, And we need some time for peace. That's why the Lord had to go in the wilderness occasionally. That's why he took a nap in the boat when they're out on the lake because, He needed to rest. We, especially in this 21st century, need to have time to stop, think. Part of the recharging of our Christian battery is reading his word. Part of our charging time is perhaps listening to ransom notes today in our conversation. As we restore what we know Hopefully in some meaningful way Your love for the Lord And we forget to do that Life gets too busy And those astronauts Aldrin needed to stop Buzz, I guess is his first name Needed to stop and just rest Before he had to go back to work So and, and I'm thinking you know maybe you even need a day off totally after your great trip which had to be tension ridden to our war zone of the of the season and just stop and refresh yourself and talk to your wife and visit with your kids and take a walk around the block and then read a couple scriptures and pray a bit because we need to rest
0: amazing Uh, just amazing i I, you know i I like to think i know my history do you know i've never heard that about edwin buzz aldrin uh that that he did that what a wonderful gesture yeah i never heard it either fantastic gesture by buzz aldrin
1: well you know we sometimes i guess there is value in reading a little bit of history and fortunately, sometimes pieces of it sneak into your eyes and you see it and then you think. And so I had to do some research on it and go back and find some old news reports. And And it all started was <clears throat> apparently someone has written a book of six studies or six devotionals based on that particular incident. And I think the the book is coming out before too long, or I believe it's already out. And um uh, the so that uh, I I I did at one time uh have the title of the book, but somebody could go in and fi- and find it because it's it's on Amazon. I found it printed in Amazon. uh That it is an important thing. Well, we've come to our closing. We need to think just a, a wee bit, and I have uh, one one quote. I found this little thing on the internet it's a good thing the internet comes along because it's a great source of things. No doubt, <laughs> this is a fact theoretically you know me and facts because you heard about my llama okay yeah. so just keep that in mind but apparently this really is a fact yeah. in 1996 we're doing a lot of history stuff today a man in devon england spent a year a match 365 days hooting at owls and recording their responses now that in itself is sort of interesting yeah. <laughs> but that whole year he was unaware of something <laughs> that it was one of his neighbors who was pretending to be an owl oh, and was hooting back <laughs> <laughs> wow so, so so it we started with the llama story <laughs> that was a joke for and we closed with the owl experience And I can just imagine it would have been funny for one or two days. But when you think that they did it for a whole year and he's recording all of this and the the neighbor, (laughs) I I just laugh every time I think about it. Frank, it's been fun to chat with you today. Same to you, Catherine,
0: and to everyone out there. uh, Thank you very much. Uh, And you, you have 124 different outlets to hear us on and whichever one you choose is fine with us. And we just thank you for tuning in to Ransom Notes each and every week. Uh, Frank McKay signing off on behalf of Catherine Ransom uh, and, and Ransom Notes. We'll see you next time on Ransom Notes.